Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Dan and I'm joined by... I'm Lawrence. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, to one, to all, but not, to But not to you. Not to me. Not to no, you. I'm, no. I'm vacant today. You're banned. In body and mind. That's right. How have you been? Um, well, as you know, <laughs> I've, uh, I'm recovering from COVID. So um, if my vocal energy is not quite where it should be, that's the reason why. Do you know, what's, um, do you know what's mad? We started this podcast in February 2020, so right at the start of the pandemic. We're now obviously like two, two and a bit years into it, and you've only just caught it. Although I do think I caught it in um, March 2020, back when there were there wasn't any testing. Nothing that you could stick up your nose then. to test yourself. But yeah, I've, I've avoided it since then for a couple of years. It's quite impressive. Yeah, it's not fun. And now and you're fighting fit. Well, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, it's, hopefully, it'll be longer than two years before I cycle round again and get it again. Infinity we'll years. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Just uh, tired as always, but I'm good. I can't complain too much. I've uh, bought a house, so that's uh, that's exciting. Uh, if you want to come and live with me, uh, you're not allowed. So. Is it made of Lego? Yes, it is, uh, as that is all that millennials can afford. Actually, no, can't can't even afford Lego these days, let's be honest. It's expensive. It's made it of expensive. made of blue tack. And Brilliant. my good friend and my good friend Morph will be staying with me. And Mr. Blobby, will he be joining me? Mr. You? Blobby won't be joining me. He's not invited as he causes too much chaos, unfortunately. <laughs> that is a, a house party I want to be a part of Mr. Blobby, Morph, and you. That's that's that sounds like the worst house party. Mr. Blobby stresses me out. Too intense. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> oh dear. With your COVID yeah, okay. adult brain. Today we're talking about number thirty-three on the Metacritic Top One Hundred list, which is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which has a score of ninety-five and was released on the PlayStation Two. In the year two thousand and four, also released on the Xbox, but we were we are the the version that's on the list is the PlayStation Two version, um, and I think the Xbox version released a bit of time yeah a bit later I, I think correctly. yeah okay so let's um, let's jump straight into your memories of this game your history with this game uh, and the version that you played yeah quite quite a few memories to be honest with you i've I've always said since we started this podcast that vice city is my favorite grand theft auto game and i still stand by not that gta3 not gta3 um but probably probably one of my least favorites that one actually uh fun, funnily enough but uh yeah vice city is my my favorite and not chinatown wars well, no, that is my favourite, but I didn't want to say that because obviously we didn't give it a very good rating when we did it on the podcast, but that actually is my favourite, but I didn't want anyone to know that. But other than that, Vice City is my favourite, and San Andreas is is a game that I played a lot of when I was a teenager, because like you said, this came out in, did you say 2004? Yeah. Yeah, I remember this coming out, so I would have been about 14, 
ish, 14, 13, 14, and everyone in my year at school, like, being super excited and getting it, and even though it shouldn't have been because it was an 18, but, you know, that's just how we rolled back in the day, and everyone just being utterly obsessed with it. It's it's one of those games that I've always kind of been take it or leave it, I think. I think it's good, but I've never been, like, a super diehard fan for, for San Andreas, and I do also recognize the reasons why it is the superior grand theft auto game of the hd era but it was never one of my my favorites to be honest it's just one of those yeah i played it a hell of a lot but it's not up there for me but i played this uh, the same way that i played vice city on the um the newly released uh definitive trilogy that rockstar released uh last year or, or earlier this year sorry so yeah, I played it on the PS5. What about yourself? It was it was a surprise actually. Um, I thought my parents were going to kick up more of a fuss at the time about buying me an 18 rated game. I was 14 at the time, and um, yeah, my parents were quite protective, um, but they didn't say anything. And I remember opening it on Christmas morning, and I was very excited, and I ended up tearing the um, the front of the case and I've still got that game with the torn case um, so <laughs> I think I was a bit annoyed by that but I've got such fond memories of playing this on Christmas Day and um, that Christmas and it was one of my favorite Christmases um, and yeah I don't I, I think my memories of that time are some of my favorite memories and yeah, it's just a great game, and as you said, everyone was playing it. I think I've told this story before about how we went into Asda and my friend was buying it, and someone tried to put it in his hood, <laughs> and he always walked out of the store. <laughs> it's thief. Exactly. Yeah. Stop. So you violated the law. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, so yeah, that I've got a lot of history of this game. I've completed it, probably. This is probably the fifth time I've completed it, um, and it's a, it's a long game as well. A surprisingly long game. It is. Um, Feels a lot longer than I, San Andreas. Yeah, so a lot, uh, longer, a lot longer than, than the, Vice City. Sorry. Yeah, I think longer than all the all the ones that we've played so far for the podcast. Um, I don't think they really come that close. Maybe four does, but the others definitely don't. Um, so, I played it this time. The problem with San Andreas is that. There's not a great version of it, except for the PS2 original. Even the Xbox version, um, some of the lighting effects were lost. And the heat haze that I love so much about San Andreas um, is, is gone in most other versions. Now, the only other version that I know of with the heat haze is the um, PS4 emulated version. So that was the version that I played for the podcast. Um, but it does come with its own host of problems. Um, the frame rate is all over the place and the frame pacing is all over the place for that version of the game. Um, I've got the the new version, got that on my Switch, but um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the, the new ports of them. I know that they've improved a lot since they were originally released, but I just don't know what Rockstar was thinking to release them in such a state um, back then. Money! Yeah, yeah, but Rockstar's always been a very proud company of its output but something obviously happened uh, it's take to interactive isn't it the um 
the publisher yeah. that they, they, they've got control over it really haven't they yeah it's just just a shame really um yeah so that's the version that i played like i said no perfect modern day version unless you're playing the ps2 original which obviously is on old hardware and um isn't the most functional on modern tvs but hey ho that's the way it is um okay so what can you tell us about the plot of this game so it's uh, it's set in uh, the early 90s in uh, San Andreas, which is a state uh, this time, instead of just being one city. Um, and it's, it's based primarily on um, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and the San Francisco. And it follows the story of Carl Johnson, who is an ex-gang member who moved to the East Coast. So he moved to Liberty City uh, five years prior to the game starting and he, he goes back when his brother calls him to tell him that his mum's been been murdered so he returns to to los santos so the equivalent of la to go and bury his mum and gets kind of dragged into all of the the turmoil between his his old gang the the grove street um Grove Street families and their rivals, the Ballers, and uh, what the, the the Hispanic gang called, I can't remember. Um, Vargos. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really a story of him trying to better himself to some extent and kind of rising above his his roots of being really like a low level gangster and becoming more than that, as well as you know avoiding the the corruption within the, the the LSPD so the Los Santos Police Department with um, Officer Tim Penny who is voiced by Samuel L Jackson and yeah it, it's about finding out who killed his mum and dealing with kind of betrayal and all, all kinds of themes really in this game I'd say what would you add to that CJ going back to the hood and kind of having to face himself and face that part of him that ran away before and this time not run away and there's some nice scenes towards the end of the game with him and his brother Sweet where um, they're basically talking about how CJ always leaves and CJ went off to San Fierro, went off to Las Venturas and made a name for himself but um, when CJ gets Sweet out of prison Sweet wants to go back home too um, grocery but CJ doesn't want to and there's there's an interesting conflict there um, and I think ultimately CJ has to be comfortable with I suppose who he is and where he came from um, but he can still have all that other stuff but it's uh, yeah it's, it, the, this game I felt is a lot more layered than um, than the previous uh, yeah. two games that we've played uh, GTA 3 and Vice City, and I think the writing here is excellent. Um, I think I think I complained in Vice City about some of the uh, some of the storyline cutscenes and how just not funny they were. And here, the writing is on point, and there's some humour in there, um, and they they kind of really balance the, the seriousness with the humour. A lot of the humour can be found in the world still. So you've got the radio stations, you've got the street signs, and you've got some of it in the cutscenes. But I think they do a really nice job of balancing that seriousness with that 
humour here. And um, yeah, ultimately takes down Tenpenny, takes down Officer Pulaski, takes down um, childhood friend Big Smoke and um, Ryder. And kind of has a bit of vindication. Um, but you kind of get the sense that even though the game has ended, CJ's journey is right in the middle of it. And... Well, San Andreas goes to a very different place that the other games has gone, hasn't it? Because primarily GTA 3 and particularly Vice City yeah. are based on, on the mob. That um, They're based on kind of the Italian mafia to some extent. Whereas San Andreas, like you say, it's based in the hood. It, it's primarily focusing on early 90s um, like gang warfare in Los Santos, uh, Los Santos, so like the Bloods and the Crips. So this is the first black story that um, Rockstar have told, very different from what we've had before. One, one thing that really impresses me about San Andreas is just the breadth of everything going on. So you've got all the graffiti and it just feels like this lived-in world where it's completely believable that this stuff is going on. And although it's influenced by uh, various things from the 90s, I don't think it wears its influences so readily as um, Vice City does, obviously Scarface. And um, one of the things I found interesting was that it was one of the Hauser brothers said that the reason they didn't cast a known person as CJ, um, because they, they cast basically a small-time rapper um, as CJ, and the reason they didn't cast a known person was because they felt it was distracting. Yeah. Having, um, a, a, what's his name? Ray Liotta. Yeah, Ray Liotta playing uh, Tommy Vassetti in Vice City. And you can see you can see the point. It, it almost becomes a bigger thing of, oh, this, that's Ray Liotta, rather than, oh, that's a character who has things happen to him. And, um, yeah, so I feel like that benefited the game as well. Okay, so what's changed between um, Vice City, GTA 3, and uh, San Andreas? What additions uh can we see in the game well obviously gta 3 is kind of a starting point for the 3d universe because that was the first venture into 3d for for rockstar vice city kind of crafted it a bit more and then i wouldn't say san andreas perfected it but it has the most steps forward you've got things like um a lot more personalization that you can do you can choose the clothes that you're wearing you can decide if you want to overeat and make CJ really fat or you could spend time at the gym and get him into really good shape. You can swim now, which is a, a series first because huge, yeah, because previously Tommy and, and Claude just kind of drown when they go in the water. So that the was a big deal. I drowned in those games. That, yeah. To me, that's a major addition. You've also got the the addition of things like um, a, a much bigger world, of course, as we, as we noted, San Andreas is a state, not just a city. So you've got the three main cities. Four times the size of Vice City. Yeah, four times the size of Vice City. It, it's one of their biggest maps, uh, to, to, well, to date of up to 04. Uh, GTA 5 is bigger, but, but it's bigger than GTA 4. So it's the second biggest map that they've made. And then in order to get around the map a little bit better, you've got things like the inclusion of aeroplanes and, and jets. Um, there's just a lot more on jetpacks. So this is kind of Vice City times 10. There's so much more to do. There's so many more weapons. There's so much more personalization. There's just a lot more to it. You've got BMXs and mountain bikes. 
it's just everything that you could probably want from Vice City. They added it into San Andreas. Yeah. And another thing, another key thing, like swimming, is the ability to climb. Um, yeah. I, it was always frustrating climb over ledges. when you came to... Yeah, when you came to a fence or something in, in Vice City or GTA 3 and you couldn't get over it because your jumping was so limited. But here, yeah, um, CJ hops over fences, um, can clamber, um, can hang. And there's more stealth in there. Yeah. You can use the knife for stealth and stuff like that. Um, I think there's, um, in, in, in terms of the mission structure, I think there's a shift away from the arcade. I think I said this to you. Um, obviously, GTA 3... And Vice City very much pick up and play, um, get a mission done within five minutes, um, and then move on to the next mission. Whereas San Andreas, there's a tendency towards longer missions, and it's more it's more about the story and the journey, and less about that kind of pick up and play gameplay. Although that is still there, but you'll find that a lot of these missions you won't do within five minutes, especially as you get later into the game. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and and I agree with you. I think it was the refinement of that old formula of GTA games. I think it was... I think they really pushed that generation of consoles as far as they could push it. Um, yes. May not, maybe not graphically, but in terms of the technology and everything running smoothly in this huge, huge varied world. Well... Um, the, the thing that I always find interesting with San Andreas is it came out in 2004 and then GTA 4 came out in 2008. And even though there were a lot of improvements from San Andreas to GTA 4, it also felt like GTA 4 took a few step back, uh, steps back yeah. in terms of you know everything that you could do and the, the, the personalization and the, the different vehicles and stuff. It just, it, it was weird because you'd gone from a few massive steps forward to just kind of stagnation um in 2008 which i always found quite odd yeah i I would agree with that and i I think some of the stuff that san andreas introduced is still not back in the gta series like you've not seen it since san andreas and yeah i feel like there are a couple of steps back and i'm hoping that the next game we do see some of those stuff some, some of those things back in um like, I mean, there's things like go-karts in this game and all sorts of stuff that you just wouldn't think about. And obviously the newer games are running on a different engine, so to reintroduce those things takes probably a lot of programming and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's I find it astounding that they managed to release this game when they did. Um, because, to me, Vice City always felt like it could have been DLC. For GTA 3 but then San Andreas they said well we've had one city before let's have three cities let's have countryside between the cities let's have a desert in there as well let's have the most missions that a GTA game has ever had let's have all this all these characters all this lore all this variety and RPG elements and more cars than ever and more weapons than ever and this huge library of um, radio stations. I mean, it, I still find it hard to believe that they released it on time when they did. It just seems like a huge undertaking. It's you. You really can't kind of emphasize enough how big the release of this game was. 
I know you and me have just said we, we remember it very well, but genuinely, I remember this game's release so vividly. It was such a big thing. Like, everyone was playing it. And uh, a, a YouTuber that I used to watch a fair bit, not so not so much these days, because he, he doesn't uh, doesn't put as much out, is uh, NerdCubed. And I remember him, he did a video playing San Andreas a few years ago. And he talks about remembering when he picked it up for the first time. And you genuinely, in a lot of places, you had to pre-order this game because it was just being taken off the shelves so quickly. And he was talking about going to pick it up after school one day with his dad. And they pre-ordered it and he, he got to the got to the shop. I think he said he got it from uh, from Game or, or Game Station, one of the two. And like the look of jealousy in the guy behind the counter's face because he was stuck at work while this kid could effectively go home and play San Andreas. It it was it was huge. It was really big. And there probably aren't too many games since then that I remember being as much a, a, as an, an event, event as San Andreas yeah. was. I think also as well, when this game was first released, it felt really fresh. Yeah. And for for a good few years afterwards, probably until GTA 4 came out, this game felt fresh. Um, and then they got to a point where other games started catching up and doing some of the stuff that San Andreas was doing. But for a long time, this game felt really fresh. It had the, um, obviously, Black Protagonist that it popularised, really. Um, it wasn't that big a thing up until that point. But when San Andreas did it, everyone started doing it. Um, and it doesn't feel fresh today. I would describe it now as, as a flawed masterpiece. And I think it is flawed. And I think those flaws have become more obvious over time. With this game, you've got to remember how fresh and how cool this game was when it came out. It, 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 we're, we're retreading ground by me saying, yeah, it was just such a big thing. Because it really was. It was massive. And yeah, it, it was very different from the norm. And even with GTA 4's release in 2008, I wasn't as in the gaming sphere then in 2008 so I, I didn't really take much notice of gta 4's release i remember being somewhat excited for it but i didn't have an xbox 360 or a ps3 at the time so i wasn't as fussed but yeah it, it seems like the release of this game was a lot more of a an event than other grand theft auto games um okay so on to our ever-present feature gameplay is king um is gta san andreas fun to play yeah, there's a load of fun stuff to do in this game. It's never ending. Whether you know you just want to go off exploring, whether you want to do the missions, whether you want to do side missions or vigilante missions, or spend all your money in the casino and getting into debt, or you know doing the flight school or the the, the driving school. There's just so much there for you. It isn't just a you know there's only a few few standard things to do like a, a, another gta game like we're just you know getting a wanted level and evading the police there is genuinely a lot to do here which makes it fun um so yeah i'd, I'd definitely say so things like you know house burglaries and stuff yeah there's just there like a plethora there's a plethora of content with this game as well as the memes that have um been developed from it as well you know like bigfoot 
Um, yeah. And th- there's just so much there. Yeah. Th- th- there is stuff in there that I forgot was in there. Um, there are quarry missions. There are valet missions. Um, there are so many times through the campaign where you'll you'll get to a mission and then you unlock a whole subset of other missions um, just doing that activity. And yeah. I mean, I played a lot of this game um, back in the 2000s, but I probably didn't come close to seeing all that the game had to offer. And one thing I love about this game is actually when you're out exploring the countryside or driving around and there's just so much to see and do and it is fun. I mean, sometimes, especially with the later missions where they start throwing a bunch of enemies at you, it gets a bit tiresome um, and I wish they kind of broken that formula a bit, the formula of, oh, here's a mission, um, you've got a wanted level, now escape, or here's a mission, you've got a ton of gang members to fight, uh, do it and kill them and then go on to the next mission and especially towards the very late game where you're doing just gang missions and taking over territory that can get in the bin as far as i'm concerned yeah it's just a uh, complete filler for a game that's quite long as it is doesn't need to be there um but yeah i say generally speaking it is fun and it's got more variety than three and vice city um and as as we said that there's stuff in there that still hasn't been replicated in the modern games so yeah it's it's a it's a fun game um you just got to get over some of the 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 technical side of things and the fact that actually it is an old game and it, it it's a bit clunky and sometimes the random stuff will just drive you a bit mad where you'll be doing a mission and then you get run over and killed yeah <laughs> that happens. i um i was doing a uh, a mission uh, last week at some point and it's when um when you've been doing the missions for Catalina and the first mission with um oh I, I can't remember his name the, the the Vagos gang guy that's going out with Kendra Caesar Caesar yeah he's like oh we we can do a car race it's the first time that you meet um oh, bloody hell names cool. are escaping me Wo- woozy oh yeah woozy yeah. woozy it's the first time you meet woozy and i was like absolutely caning them on this race and then I was about probably probably just over three quarters of the way around, and then my car just flipped, and yeah. then I accidentally pressed cancel instead of retry on the checkpoint. I was like, oh, for Christ's sake. There are frustrating things like that in this game, which you know have kind of been ironed out by the fact that it's 20, almost 20 years later, and we that kind of yeah. stuff doesn't really happen as much anymore. But... There are still frustrations there where it's just like, oh, bloody hell, really? I'd agree with that. And um, the version that I played didn't have checkpoints. No, no I suppose mission. it didn't, did it? So, yeah, if I screwed up, it was um, all the way back for me and then do it all over again. So, yeah, I I had, I have to admit that that drove, uh, tried my patience a little bit. Um, okay, so what's your favourite? I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to open it up. It's not going to be favourite move or anything, but just favourite bits, favourite thing in this game. Uh, getting the Hydra. So I think particularly for people our age, when you played it back in the day, you probably used cheats because everyone used cheats on, on GTA San Andreas yeah. and Vice City. And, you know, I, I've still got some of those cheats like ingrained into my brain. 
because I used to put them in so much. And one of my favourite ones was getting the Hydra and just fly around the flying around the state. And that still still is up there, as well as um just bailing out of your plane and hoping you've got a parachute and I'd say that's probably up there for me. Um but I did spend a lot of time doing other things. I, I said to you when I first started playing it not long after the uh the trilogy came out, I spent loads of time in the betting shops to yeah, basically just try my luck. So within like the first probably 10 15 missions I had about 30 million dollars um yeah I had, a, I had 100 million and I just never ever ran out of money yeah exactly it's ideal um as well as the casinos the casinos are fun playing uh like video poker uh blackjack I spent a bit of time doing that there's a lot of fun content in this game that is hard to pin down just what my favorite well. is you know yeah my favorite thing in this game is when you're caught in the countryside and you're driving between missions and you've got the radio on and say you've got a long journey to make like the first time that you meet Catalina or you're driving to um, Las Venturas for the first time and it's just um, taking in the map and listening to the music and just driving. The music in this and game is quality. It is, it's really good. Um, it's a It's a really good soundtrack and Unfortunately, since the PS2 release, it's lost some notable tracks. Yeah. And even in the PS4 version, it's lost some tracks. And I think they take they've taken even more out with the the recent remaster. Um, but yeah, this game has a very thick atmosphere, and that is where this is why I say flawed masterpiece because in terms of the world, in terms of creating this feeling of being in this American state there's still nothing quite like it there's nothing quite li uh, like driving between these two or three huge cities and one thing that San Andreas does really well it's not that the map is very big but it's deceptively compact and when you're driving around you can actually get across it quite quickly but it feels always feels a lot bigger than it actually is so you do feel like you're in this state and they just done a really nice job with that so I think that's my favorite thing just when you first are driving somewhere and you're just taking in the sights and yeah it's just it's just great um that's that's where it still shines for me that's right there, there are tedious moments of this game as well like you said with the with the gang stuff that you have to do towards the end of the game um and one of the big things for me was the driving school and the pilot school not so much this yeah. time around because I'm, I'm a bit older now and I, i'm better at well arguably better at some video remaster. games but i remember doing them when i was a, a teenager and absolutely hating them well the performance in the remaster is 60 frames per second isn't it so yeah. it, uh, it's all a bit more controllable and they've got obviously updated controls yeah whereas i can attest on the ps4 they're still very, very, very annoying, and I was getting annoyed with them. Yeah, they're, they're not yeah. ideal. That you know, like with a lot of games, like with MGS two, I'll be like, oh, I could replay MGS two, and then I think, oh, but there's that section with Emma Emmerich, and it puts yeah. me off playing it. That's very much the case with uh, with San Andreas for me. The the driving school and the pilot school. I'm just like, oh, but I've got to do those. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. Or the um. The mission with the RC copters. 
Yeah, I did that this time. Um, it, it wasn't too bad, but I was prepared that it was going to be rough. So I think that... Uh, but one of, them, one of them did take me about five attempts to do, um, which was the one where you're on the roof and you're, you've got the, the minigun and you're shooting all the helicopters. I mean, yeah, there's stuff in this game where you think, what were they thinking? Why did they think this was fun? Um, yeah, the, the flight school, the driving school. And um, then you've got medals for those. Um, I was When I first played this on the PS2, I was going for the gold medals. I think I got a lot of them as well. Um, but I thought, no way am I doing that this time. No, I'm not doing that to too, much, too much stress. Then, well, then there's the dating side of things within this game. There, there you can have girlfriends and you can, you can go on dates. But they're just rubbish. I mean, there's a bit later on, if you want to do the final heist in the Caligula's casino... Um, and you have to date your is it girlfriend, Millie. Millie. That one is. Kate is from uh, GTA 4. Oh, of course, um, yeah. Yeah, so you have to date Millie, and you have to take her on five dates, but the dates literally consist of waiting till she's home, picking her up, going to a bar, watching cutscene. Um, she either likes or doesn't like the date, and then you drop her home, and then you're... Um, Got to wait you another day. ...progress with her. Or you don't, yeah. And then you then you do another mission, and then you have to go back and rinse, repeat five times until she gives you what the 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 uh, key pass that you're looking for. So yeah, that 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 stuff just feels like padding, and it doesn't add anything worthwhile to me to the game. Something I think um, that's worth mentioning as well with the dating, just because I mean, hot coffee. Yeah, anyone that knows uh, knows San Andreas has probably heard of the hot coffee mod, but that was such a huge thing back in like 2004, 2005. Do you remember they had to like recall loads of copies and and recode yeah. and stuff and f- for the uninitiated with the dating after you go on a few dates with a particular girl, you'll you'll occasionally get uh, invited inside and there'll be like um like a a still Simulator. view outside the house and the yeah. insinuation is that uh, Carl and the girl are like having sex, <laughs> but someone on the PC version found like some hidden code that Rockstar had implemented like back in the day of like, like a sex mini game. Yeah, and it became such a big deal. And, I mean, to be fair, like what were they thinking? But at the same time, it was an 18 rated game, so <laughs> yeah bizarre but i just wanted to throw that in there because that is such like a famous piece of like san andreas law yeah and i'd say actually i think you see it more in games now and i i, I don't think it's anything that unusual i mean you, you have sex scenes in witcher and heavy rain uh, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah yeah heavy rain and fahrenheit back in the day um Sometimes I think GTA the series was it it got a lot of stick for being controversial, but I think because it was such a big game and because children were playing it, even though it was an eighteen rated game. Well, yeah, you, you've got that really famous lawyer that's uh, since been disbarred. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Howard something? Uh, no, Jack Thompson. That was it. Yeah, um, and then obviously Hillary Clinton had a bit of a thing with with the series. I think around the time that GTA Four came out, it is famous for being controversial. I think a lot of the time with with this series and San Andreas definitely was 
you know adding to that 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 fuel and that fire because it is a yeah it is a violent game um and it's guess grand theft auto isn't it that's what you come to expect with these games yeah um okay so let's talk a bit more about um the world and the cities and um your favorite area in the game which would be probably las venturas just because of the the lights and the casinos and it's quite a cool little area to be and obviously you've got the casino heists it's just very different from the rest of the map but yeah Las, Las Venturas would be my favourite and maybe Mount Chiliad would be up there as well just because it's very different what about yourself? Yeah I'd say of the three cities Las Venturas is easily my favourite city and when, when you're forced back to go back to Los Santos after you've been to Las Venturas it's annoying like I'd rather just stay in Las Venturas and I'm hoping that a future um, GTA game goes back to Las Venturas and does a whole game around the city and the desert. Um, I think that'd be really cool because yeah, it was easily my favorite. And it's, it's, again, it's amazing how different these cities feel from each other. So you go into a city and you'll hear different music playing on the radio in most cars. You'll see different NPCs walking around. Yeah. You'll have different things to do and different cars on the streets. It's just um, so smartly done. But yeah, I also like the desert. It's very atmospheric. And I also like the, the countryside between um, Los Santos and uh, San Fierro. I think San Fierro is my least favourite city. Um, just because I feel like... It's just a bit like Liberty City. You feel you feel yeah. like you've been to cities like that before within the GTA series, um, whereas the other two have kind of got their own identities. Um, but yeah, I think the, this this game just does the world so well, and the way that it unlocks things like you'll slowly unlock clothes shops, you'll slowly unlock um, more weapons and ammunition and um, different cars, and then you can start modding supercars and all, st- all stuff like that that it's just very smartly paced a lot of the way it's not perfect but it's um for the most part it's quite nicely paced um okay so we talked a bit about the um the soundtrack um and i just wanted to talk a bit more about the audio and the visuals and i suppose how it's aged um and how that not just the soundtrack but the the, the voice track as well how it's all held up what do you think yeah, well, I mean the, the the soundtrack, as is with every GTA game, is is a thing of its own, isn't it? Everyone will have their their favorite radio station. I think when I was younger, it was the is it v, no the V Rocks in Vice City, isn't it? Uh, the the one that's got um, Guns and Roses on it. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of the station because I didn't really KCTR, listen to it. WCTR, WCTR, maybe I can't remember. But th- this this time around, I primarily listen to K Rose, uh, just because I quite like country music. Um, <laughs> country music as well. Country music's great, but yeah, the, I mean the soundtrack is the soundtrack, and it's got some massive hits in there. And obviously, because this game is very highly themed around, you know, LA in the nineties with um, with the Bloods and the Crips, you've got a lot of um kind of uh nwa in there you've got a lot of uh hip-hop all of that kind of stuff which is always really good as well it's not really music that i've ever been massively into but 
Speaking of Ice Cube, it's quite funny seeing the the different characters and how they're based on real people. Yeah. So obviously, Sweet is meant to look a bit like Ice Cube, isn't he? Um, Ryder is um, a lookalike for Easy E. Yeah. And Big Smoke is supposed to look like uh, Biggie Smalls, I think, a little bit. CJ doesn't really have a a theme does he in terms of someone who he's based off in real life I don't think anyway unless he's based on the the, the actual rapper who's a rapper called Young Young Melee Ballard, I think oh Young Melee that's it and his, his, his name's Chris Ballard the, the, that's his full name and funnily enough the, the guy that voices Franklin in GTA 5 is actually the Young Melee's cousin um, okay. in real life um, which is a, a, a fun little bit of trivia for you but yeah, the, the music in this game is fantastic. the The graphics, I personally think they were never they were never great. No, were they? even back then. And I, I, I think one of the reasons why I prefer Vice City is because I find Vice City to be more vibrant. This game, yeah, is a bit more grey. It's a bit more grungy, whereas Vice City is a lot brighter. It's a lot more flamboyant. And that's where the heat haze came in, and. Because obviously in the original release, it wasn't as grey. It had the heat haze, yeah. where, haze where everything was bathed in this kind of yellow. And I mean, when you're out in the desert as well, some of the colours that you get for the skies, like you get purple skies and it's... um, Yeah, they're doing some really interesting stuff with the art style in the different cities. But I think a lot of that is lost in the recent remasters where they kind of just have a normal day-night cycle yeah. everywhere. looks a bit grey and blue and bit of green in there yeah like, like you say it, it's never looked amazing but i think for the expectations if you're going in and expecting a game from 2004 by rockstar games then it's as you would expect it to look really there's not been too much improvement from uh three and, and vice city really uh when you when you dig into it what what would you say i think there's a bit more detail in the textures and i yeah. think um buildings and stuff especially uh some of the casinos in Las Venturas, I mean, the amount of detail they've got, I mean, it's ridiculous. You've got the clown's pocket and you've got um, pirates in men's pants. Yes. <laughs> and, and when you're flying over them, they've all got these unique facades where someone's actually put the time in and actually you're not even going to see them unless you stop and look up or you're flying over them like that. Yeah. Um, like the, the Las Venturas strip is delightful and... Yeah, it's it's one of the, the strongest looking areas in the game. But yeah, at times, I think depending on the area, um, it can look a bit weaker. And the character models haven't aged particularly well. No. Um, but yeah, the the soundtrack and also the, the voice work. I think the voice work is excellent, uniformly excellent. Um, I mean, I think CJ, some of those lines that he's got to deliver and the different tones that he's got to deliver them in and going from shock to being frightened, which he is at times, like when he's uh, going up in the Hydra. And uh, it's all just pitch perfect, perfectly delivered. And I mean, I don't know if the guy had acted before, but... I don't think so. Bloody hell. He did a, he did a good job at it. And, I, and someone said it when I was reading about uh, San Andreas. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those lines were improvised. And you can really feel that all the different actors playing the parts brought kind of what they knew to the parts. And it wasn't just the typical GTA writing. There was um, 
again, it felt fresh. It felt like a different sort of way of speaking and it all felt authentic. Um, and I think you only get that from those actors playing those parts. So yeah, I think I, I couldn't say enough good things about the writing and the voice acting in this game. I think it's really top notch. Yeah, particularly Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, again, brilliant. Yeah, and there are some other big names in this as well. It's surprise. I think the games in this and um, some other surprising people in this as well. So it's it's, it's a good cast they've got, but they've obviously decided this time to go for the supporting characters as big names rather than the main yeah. character, which is an interesting choice. Um, okay, on to our question of the week. I think we've discussed a bit about this. I mean, we've, we've now, for the podcast, played uh, GTA 3, um, Vice City, Chinatown Wars, um, Bully, and GTA 4, GTA 4 as well. Yeah. And Rockstar at this time was on fire. I mean, they couldn't really make a bad game. And so my question of the week is this. Um, what was Rockstar's secret ingredient? How comes they were able to release um, Bully, GTA, uh, Red Dead, Revolver back then, and Manhunt, and The Warriors, and all these games, and each one was a, was a hit? How, how did they do it, and what, what's their secret? I think part of it is that they cared. It, it was very obvious that they cared about the stuff that they were putting out. But as well as that, they weren't really afraid of being controversial. Because you think of all the GTA games, they had a massive amount of controversy surrounding when they were released. Same with Bully, because particularly in the UK, obviously it had to have that name change to kind of, kind of edit uh, Dog Eat Dog, yeah. because um, anti-bullying charities kicked up a real fuss about it, which is fair enough. And then you think of games like Manhunt, which I've never played, but I know you're a big fan of. It was yeah. like banned in Australia, that just takes straight up the line banned. And huge pushes that boundary way, way back. I mean, even yeah, yeah, and Manhunt's a dirty game. I think a lot of it with Grand Theft Auto as well. Not so much with three. I think three was successful because it was the first of its thing, like its type, really. Um, but particularly with with Vice City, with San Andreas, I don't know about Manhunt because I've not played it, but with Bully, particularly with Red Dead Redemption, that they're all character studies. And they are very much story-based games, but they're more so about the journey of the, the hero. And I think that's something that a lot of games try to do, but maybe don't do it as well. Or they don't have that focus on it. They just focus on the gameplay or the missions whereas you think about every grand theft auto game probably bar three it is a it's a character study it's an analysis on a character and their journey you know for for tommy vasetti it's a pretty simple story but it's about a man that has been wronged by the mafia and decides that he wants to take over for cj it's like you say coming to terms with who he is making peace with that and bettering himself for um, Franklin in GTA 5 it's about boosting himself out of his past out of his poverty for Michael it's about fixing his family and not living in the past and for, for John Marston obviously it's about redemption and finding his freedom and that's I think we mentioned it in the Red Dead 2 episode my favourite thing about 
even though Red Dead 2 came out years after the, the era that we're talking about, Rockstar really smashed it with that game because it's a story about Arthur Morgan and Arthur Morgan coming to terms with his morality, um, sorry, his mortality. And the reason that I love that game so much is because it is just a deep character study on a very flawed person. And you and me have said it a few times. It seems the games that I like are the games with a good story and a game with a good character. And as always, I can bring it back to Final Fantasy VII, but that's one of the reasons I love Final Fantasy VII so much as well. And even for people that just enjoy these games for, you know, the the action or they're not bothered about the characters, I, th- I still think people get sucked into them. You know, you, you say Carl Johnson to someone that used to play games 10, 20 years ago, they know who that, they know who that is. Same with, um, with Vice City. They were like, oh yeah, Tommy, the guy with the Hawaiian shirt. Or John Marston. And I think that's what really sets Rockstar apart, is that they're great at telling a character's story. Um, would be my answer to that question. What would you say? I think Rockstar has an interest in the world it, the worlds it creates. And actually, um, all of Rockstar's worlds are linked. Yeah. So they're all within the same overall world. So Castle City, which is in Manhunt, is in the same world as Vice City. And you'll often get references between games. Like if you go into, um, I think it's Zero's shop in San Andreas, you can see um, dolls from Manhunt uh, on the shelves. And... So I think there was always a very keen interest in in, um, recreating the detail and the mood of a time and place. And I think obviously with San Andreas, it's the 90s and it's that particular part of America. And in Vice City, it's the 80s and it's uh, obviously a recreation of Miami and creating that feeling, the music, all the the sensory stuff that goes with it, the colours and the people that you might see yeah and the, the the dialogue and yeah so it's it's recreating that feeling and with different games obviously with um, red dead revolver red dead redemption it's um recreating that wild west setting and making the player feel what it might have felt like um obviously probably not really but in a game gamified version of it um and manhunt it's about that gritty dark world where you're in a place where someone is putting you on tv basically making a snuff film and you feel it you can really feel it and the same with bully as well so you've got this school and what they do is they 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 have a concept a world a place and they commit to it and they commit to the details of it i mean nowadays we see so many games kind of reusing um assets but San Andreas does not do that. So you'll see different um, storefront signs across the entire world and um, you can read them and they've all got some kind of funny joke in the names, but they're all different. And someone went through and created all those for that game, knowing that most people wouldn't look at them. Yeah. It's that grounding within the world. And yeah, I just think they're kind of masters of world building. I think their character work kind of came along um, as as they developed as a as a developer, and 
I think um, they hit a nice balance with with the San Andreas. Obviously, they they did take it probably a bit too far with GTA Four, but I still really like like Nico Bellic and I like Nico Bellic's story. Um, it's just that the game around him wasn't as exciting as as it could have been, and yeah, so it's it's an interesting one. But I feel like it it was a love of the craft that they had, and nowadays I'm I'm not saying that they don't have it nowadays, but it's because they don't make that many games anymore, so it's, it's hard to judge them. I mean, their output then, they were releasing something almost every year, and what they released, released to critical acclaim. Um, now their finger was on the pulse. Five years from them. So it's just a different different rock star, isn't it? I think that, I think that attention to detail is still there, but it's, um, it's not as obvious because you don't see as many games from them quite simply. Well... It would be interesting to see uh, if whether it's GTA Six or whether it's something else, what what they do with it because obviously it's um, I don't know which one it is Sam or Dan House is now left who was the head writer. Yeah. So and Leslie Benzies is left as well and Laszlo is left I think. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see where they take it next because it, it it's like for the first time in you know over twenty years that they're they're on their own now really, um, and and can yeah. can this series be as successful without the people that have been heading it up since, you know, 2001. I'll tell you what will also be really interesting. Um, it's a different world that that we live in and, and what people will put up with now is less than what people would put up with before. Are we going to see a drastic change in the humour? Because, as we both know, GTA has always had a bit of a childish sense of humour. Um, when you're driving around and you can hear um, an ad for Kilimanjaro for the very large man on the radio. Yes. It's, it's a bit silly, but it's very funny. But are we going to see, see a change in that humour as... Um, is it... To be more in line in, with in today's all... politics. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, um, I mean... You know, in with with old Rockstar games, you probably you wouldn't be surprised to hear a joke. In fact, there probably are jokes within the old Grand Theft Auto games. I can't remember off the top of my head, but jokes about trans people. You know that those I imagine are probably there, um, but whether or not they would go with something. Well, then, do you remember GTA Four? There was Florian, who was the gay character. Yeah, and it was a bit of a, a mockery of that yeah lifestyle i think yeah and i i don't think not that you could get away with it as, as much well i know you could get away with a lot more 10 15 years ago and wrongly so you know it, it's good that it's good that we've got to a point where we live in a society that's a lot more aware of other people and you know not ripping into them all the time so it'll be interesting to see how that reflects in a Grand Theft Auto game because it's the same as with South Park and I, I think I mentioned it in our very first episode on GTA 4 that Trey Parker and Matt Stone said something um, regarding you know, the fact that they, they make a joke and they make um, satire out of everything. But how can you make satire at the moment? when everything is how it is 
because it's yeah. as soon as you make that joke, it's already old because something else equally as insane has happened. Yeah, you know, you, it, it's a very different time, and yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see where Rockstar goes with it because this Grand Theft Auto is really their only series that they can do that with because Red Dead Redemption is obviously set in the late nineteenth, early twentieth century, so it doesn't really fit. So when we do eventually get GTA 6, it'll be interesting to see where where that lies. And I'm looking forward to getting to playing GTA 5 as well for the podcast because that's coming up at some point soon-ish. Um, and also, it's interesting to note that Rockstar North is a British company, or originally was a British company. Scotland. And, yeah, and what you kind of got was um, Britain taking... Or British people taking an outward look at taking America's task. Yeah, poking fun at a bit at American culture, and now with some of those people gone, is that element still going to be there? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe that's why we haven't seen GTA Six yet. Maybe. Although I, I think it's probably more to do with the fact that GTA Online's making all of the money ever every month crazy so let's wrap up there um let's do our final question which is of course um do you think san andreas deserves to be on the metacritic top 100 list i think so yeah um in fact no i don't think so yes it does i'd say probably more so than three and more so than four i'd say it's probably on equal pegging with vice city for me even though i prefer vice city and you know, I'm not meh about San Andreas, but it's not a particularly... You appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, it's, it's not a special game to me. It's a game that I spent a lot, of, lot, a lot, a lot of time on when I was a teenager, but it's never been one that's kind of been a big deal to me. I can still, like you say, appreciate it, appreciate it for what it is and see what it did and, you know, how much of an impact it had on the industry at large. I'd say probably where it's located in the list is around the right the right place. I don't think it should be any higher. Um, but that being said, I think it should be higher than GTA 4, and GTA 4 is in the top 10. So yeah. make of that what you will. But yes, it does deserve to be here. It's, um, it's an incredibly important game. It's a very good game. And yeah, it, it's, it's where it should be. What do you think? Yeah, so this game... 15 years ago, maybe a bit longer than that now because the way that time is passing. Um, 15 years ago, this would have been in my top 10 games um, ever. And I think it's gone down a few places. I think, um, as I said, I do think it's a masterpiece. I do think it's a flawed masterpiece. And as time goes on, those flaws um, kind of make themselves known a bit more. Um, that being said, it's still very much a masterpiece and, it, and there are times when playing this game that that magic just shines through and you'll just get, like, like you said, so you'll be, you'll be listening to K-Rose in the middle of the countryside yeah. driving between places in the rain and you think, they got this so right and that stuff is still there. Um, it's just that sometimes the gameplay um, hobbles along a bit. So that's and, and and those those flaws are only going to become more and more as time goes on, but I still think that magic is there to be found within the game. So 
I think it absolutely deserves to be on the list, and I would probably stick it, yeah, between 20 and 30 maybe, um, on the list. I think it's uh, it achieved a level of freshness when it came out um, that very, very few games uh, have. It was the cutting edge, and it won't ever be that again, but it was that for a time. There's that quote about... Um, about lions isn't there and um it's something about a lion's dying and then the lion says to the rabbit um oh but i was a lion once um i.e it's more important to have once been a lion than to never be anything um so i think that's an interesting quote when it comes to san andreas i don't think i've translated that quote very well but yeah (laughs) no i know what you mean it's it's certainly got its place and it's a very well respected game and there's a reason for that um so yeah i this this was always going to be a big game to cover and i think we've done well we've done all of the gta games now except for five which yeah. i know you're not not a huge fan of um so yeah, it it feels weird to be saying that, seeing as, as GTA 4 was our very, very first episode back in February 2020. and Well, we've got less than 25 games left, haven't we, on the list? Yeah, it's uh, it's mad. It's kind of flown by. And the amount of changes that have happened to both you and me since we started yeah. this uh, this this podcast is quite, quite mad, isn't it? I've had COVID twice. You've had COVID twice. I've had COVID once. I've changed jobs we've both bought a house i'm not doing the same job that i was doing then either so yeah so there you go same I'll, company just different job we, 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 we're through a pandemic well we're going through a pandemic our country's politics yeah. are on fire as they are in america it's just just, just all a fun fair really isn't it yeah we'll have to yeah we'll, we'll obviously through our podcast we'll reflect on what it's been like doing the podcast but we've got some um We've got some good episodes coming up, and we've also got some extra episodes afterwards as well, and I think the podcast will continue in some form after that. So, yeah. Um, what have we got coming up next time? Next time, we've got a game that I'm very excited about covering, because I was very excited about the first game, because you hadn't played it before, and now you've played that, and now you've completed the game for next week as well. So we're going to be playing Portal 2 next week, um, which is in my in my top 10 games, I'd say. So... I'm looking forward to covering that. I'm still playing through it at the moment on the Switch because um, it's recently come out on the on the Switch Portal One and Two. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Portal Two. It's um, it's definitely up there for me, and I know you finished it now, haven't you? Yes. So yeah, it should so, be a good episode. That's next week, season. isn't it? Yeah, next week, and then we'll have an episode the week after, and then we'll have a break for a week, and then we'll come back the week after. Superb. So. So as always, you can yep. find us on social media at the Long and Short of It podcast. Uh, you can email us at the Long and Short of It podcast at hotmail.com. And as Dan said, as we're getting towards the end of the uh, the list, we are coming up with episodes that we're going to be doing after. And we've each got 10 to 15 games that we want to cover that we think should be in the top 100 games of all time. So that's another 30 episodes for you. But if you, the listener, have any games that you think we should cover, then you know, please email us because... You know, we we want this to be uh, as much your thing as it is ours. Um, we enjoy making it, and you know, we hope you enjoy listening to it. But as always, we thank you for listening, 
um, for these past 70-something episodes, and we hope you've enjoyed today's episode on San Andreas. But anything else from you for today? No, that's it from me. Lovely. Well, we'll see you next week for Portal 2, and in the meantime, take care. Cheerio. See you on the next one.